Hi folks, welcome to Two Feet Apart. This is an intersectionally inclusive space where community meets storytelling. It's a space that is nurtured by vulnerability and the sharing of our stories because they are our greatest strengths and our strongest powers. With that in mind, happy listening. Hi everyone and welcome back to Two Feet Apart with me, your host, PG Patra. Today we have everybody's favorite neighbor. She is a teacher. She is a romance author. She is a wonderful human on Instagram, a snack aficionado. She is Becky. I am so excited that you invited me. I am sad that Jordan is not here, but (laughs) that is okay. Maybe another time. I am so into Jordan. I love her. I need to meet her one day. You know what? Next time she comes to Ontario, I'd be like, ah, you need to come to Guelph with me and and it'll apology also because i know your brother has been on the podcast and i don't care about him apparently but yeah i love jordan so much yeah sorry apology uh... to your brother i think his name's michael yep (laughs) i know that's okay jordan's my favorite too i don't think he listens to the podcast let's hope (laughs) um but welcome i'm so excited to have you on uh would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself yeah I am a human woman. I get really weird when I have to introduce myself because I never know what to say because you don't know what people want to know about you, but I am a human. I am super into reality TV and romance books so much so that during the pandemic, I started writing them and publishing them. And I have been a supply teacher for about 15 years. I guess some people call it substitute teacher or occasional Mm -hmm. teacher. But I call it a supply teacher, and I've been that for 15 years. And yeah, I live in Guelph with my two kids and my husband and my two cats and my two dogs, and my parents live with us. So we are a full house. I love it. Um, I feel like there's so much to unpack there. But I think the one thing um, that I want to start with is during the pandemic, you started writing your own books. Yeah. So during the pandemic, when everything switched to online learning, as a supply teacher who now had two kids at home, I just couldn't work out supply teaching online. It's Mm -hmm. really tricky. And to be fair, I'm not a technological kind of person. So I paused on supplying basically the whole time that online learning was happening. And then when it went back, I kind of stopped supplying a lot either way. And I think everyone during the pandemic times just got really self-reflective of like what am I doing what interests me Mm -hmm. how am I supposed to stay calm like when we're all trapped in the house and I've just always loved reading romance books and I had a friend who was an author and I found this cute little meme of this man like playing with his dogs in the backyard and I wrote to my friend I was like oh I really want you to write this hero like make this into a romance book and she was like no you do it and I just kind of went what she's like no you do it And I literally went, okay. And I did. And I wrote like a little novella length romance and it actually got picked up by a publisher and I started writing romance. Since then I switched into self-publishing, but yeah, it was really weird. You do not make a lot of money. If anyone is wondering, do not quit your job and start writing, but (laughs) I like it. Amazing. Um, So how... I wouldn't even know where to start with self-publishing. How did you approach like 
that learning curve? It's trial and error. And if you're interested in it, I highly recommend you get a friend or a buddy or your partner to just be there with you so you can screech your frustrations at them and maybe they can help you. So it was just a lot of Googling. I Googled Mm -hmm. how do you self-publish in Canada because Canada and US and other parts of the world, it's all different. So you literally just have to Google and it's very trial and error. You can decide there's just a lot of decisions and it seems very daunting at first, but I would say if you're interested, it's not as hard as you think it's going to be. It's just a lot of little steps. It's deciding if you want to just be selling eBooks and do you want to go with just Kindle or do you want to be with Kindle and Kobo or do you want to have it available in a different way? And it's just making those decisions for yourself and what works for you. And yeah, there's a lot of little minute details that could trip you up. But I think if you have someone with you who can kind of help you along with it, it's, it's not as hard as you think it would be. Interesting. Yeah. That's really awesome. I consider it. um, And not in the sense that I would be writing like I'm not going to lie. I always forget the difference between fiction and nonfiction, which is terrible because I'm in a book club and I read often and I, I never remember the difference for longer than the 15 minutes after I've read what it is after I Google it. But I consider it because I would love to like, even just, and obviously this would all be a very consensual thing if I ever went down this route, but turn parts of this podcast into like, a compiled book and have like chapters of like people's stories and have other people involved and things like that. And I think even just elaborate a little more on my story, which I feel like sounds very like egotistical, like you all want to read. No, my it doesn't story. at all. Um, but I feel like even just for me to like have it out there and be like, it doesn't, n- nobody has to buy it. That's okay. But like, it's out there if someone does whatever, like, I feel like for me would be really like therapeutic um, I don't like that you're things. already putting up roadblocks for yourself. You already said, I don't know the difference between fiction and nonfiction. Who cares? I think it's egotistical. No, it's not. I think so many people get caught up in the fact that if I publish something, there's a, a scared feeling of having your name attached to it and people mm-hmm. reading your very personal thoughts. But I think people get caught up in, it has to be bestseller level amazing it has to be perfect it has to be captivating to everyone and that's not the case I am a mediocre smutty romance writer and that is okay do you know what I mean we don't have to be topping best-selling lists if you want to do it and you have a desire to do it or a calling to do it why not just try what's the worst thing that could happen you don't publish the book well you've still created something like you are a writer if you are writing I don't like that people put stipulations on what makes a writer. You don't have to be published. You don't have to do anything with it. If you're writing, you are a writer. And I reject those roadblocks that you just put (laughs) up. And I want you to write that book because it sounds fascinating. I think you should. Okay, well, now I might. Um, Okay, good. (laughs) I love you so much. And one of the things I really love about you is that you always do a really, really good job of like supporting local, encouraging. You do, I don't know if you still call it this, but you used to call it Becky creeps and you would share pages of people on Instagram um, that are local and not everyone was 
like a content creator. Not everyone was like a big business or things like that, but really just focusing on like the community and the people around you um, and sharing what you get from markets and talking about like those people that you meet there and things like that. And I think that that is really beautiful because it really kind of accentuates that you can build that community online. Um, And I know that that for you, kind of all happened in the past few years um in a public sense so what yeah. has that experience been like um and I know like with writing and things like that you maintain your privacy really well I don't even know your pet name um <laughs> so how you also carry on that privacy when it's digital I think first of all, like, yes, I still do the Becky Creeps Chronicles. I like to creep on businesses and people who are on Instagram. And the reason I do that because, or I do that is because when I first started the account, it was almost, almost like an offshoot of my friend, Sarah, who has a wildly large number of Instagram followers. And she said, could you just open a public account? Because people keep asking about this woman who's dancing on my porch. I, I don't know where to send them, but they keep like asking me in my DMs and I had private Instagram for like 10 years. So I opened a public one and it was just flooded really, really quickly with a lot of followers. And I thought, okay, like I did nothing to not earn these followers, but they were almost given to me. So I feel a sense of responsibility to showcase as much people as I can, because otherwise, what is the point of me being here? to just sit here and keep it all to myself. So I like to try to share small businesses. I like to try to share other people who are just doing their thing because I think why, if I've been basically given this, would I not try to help people out? Like it would just be silly to me if I just like sat on there eating snacks all day, which I do, but I mean, also I like to just, I don't know, the world would be a nicer place if we all just helped each other out a bit and privacy I am a boundaries fanatic. Like I queen. have queen. very good boundaries and I've never allowed anyone to push me outside of that. So like, I don't share my kids um, faces or pretty much details about them on my Instagram. I don't share my pen name as a romance author because I don't want to. And I feel like it's very freeing when people question you on things to just be like, well, I'm not going to because I don't want to. And you don't owe people an explanation all the time. You don't have to talk them through why it's okay that you have this boundary. Sometimes you can just say, I don't want to share my pen name because I don't want to. And you don't get to sit through my reasoning and decide whether or not that's valid. It just is what it is. So I found privacy very easy for me just because like, I have these boundaries and I also don't care what people think about me. So if you think I'm a bitch because I have these boundaries, like go for it. Amazing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not amazing that people think you're a bitch because I don't think they do. Because but I don't care if they do. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't care. Um, you're so lovely. And I think that that's one of the things that also really draws people to your, your account and your profile is that you're very like you don't care. Like you're very unapologetic about those things. You very much live in like, this is what I enjoy. This is what makes me happy. Um, so I'm going to do it. And I don't really care about anything else. What, like, have you always been like that? Okay. Well, that's very lovely of a compliment. First of all, thank you. And I think the main reason that I 
am like that is because I keep the things that would send me over the edge. I keep them offline. So like my kids, if someone said something shitty about my kids, I probably would burn the account to the ground. Like I do not handle things like that well. So I think that's why I tend to not care what anyone thinks because anything of importance like that, I kind of keep separate so that people can't insult it to be fair. Um, And have I always been like that? No, I think everyone has moments and seasons of being super self-conscious and wanting to be liked like in high school and growing up, right? You just, you want to be liked. You want people to want to be around you. And a lot of the times I think as younger people, we twist part of ourselves to fit in or to be relatable. And I went through that just like everyone else did. But I think where I changed is I think probably meeting my husband. It just, sometimes you meet people and they give you the confidence to just be yourself. And it just kind of blossomed from there. Like my friends are really lovely and they allow me to be me. And my husband is delighted by who I am. So when you're surrounded by healthy people who want to celebrate you and who cherish who you are, it makes it very easy to have an attitude of like, I'm having a good time. And if you don't like me, that's okay. Because you have the safety net of people who just adore you. So beautiful. Uh, and I, I love your husband too. He's hilarious. Uh, he he is a delight. He thinks he's funny, but he's not. And I just um, said he yeah. cracks me up. <laughs> no, he might crack you up by accident, but I don't find on purpose ever. But he's the most supportive man in the world. He's he just likes dad that. jokes and I'm not about that. Oh, see, I am a huge dad joke person. No. So, uh, so yeah, <laughs> I, I enjoy that part. Mm-hmm. Um, and how have things shifted in terms of your relationship and those like in-person bonds that you have with people as you've expanded into kind of this online realm? No change for me. I think like my close friends are still my close friends. The only change I've had in shifting of relationships for me, like having an online public account is more friends, like lovely, lovely people that I've met online. And I think online can be a scary place for people. It can be a shitty place um, for a lot of people, but I've met some really amazing people who are now friends like you, I mean, for example, but yeah, like for me, it's positives. And I've had some horrible like DMs or like some really nasty people. But for me, I don't know. I don't mind. I just feel like say the shit that you want to say. I will make a joke at your expense and then I'll block you and then I'll go about your day. Like my day, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, literally no um, negatives. Yeah, you're like, Sorry. That, is, that is what it is. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things that you do also on your Instagram is you do like a daily gushers reading. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Because it's my favorite. I just, so I like my treats. And so after breakfast every day, I usually have an after breakfast treat because that's what I deserve in life. And I would have usually a pack of Gushers because that's just what we had in the house and I like them. And I hate the red ones. And every day I would look at the pack and I would 
see how many red they were. And if there was a lot of red, that would mean that I was going to have a shitty day. And if there was less red, that means I'm going to have a good day. And I just started doing it like on Instagram as I was having my after breakfast treat <laughs> and people really liked it. And sometimes I do it. Sometimes I don't because yeah. I'm chaotic and I don't follow through with things, but people do like it when I do it. And the gushers are rarely wrong. I will say that. Iconic, honestly. Um, did you ever think a few years ago that this would be you now doing gushers reading on uh, Instagram stories? No, no, there's no way you can foresee that you'll be <laughs> opening packs of gushers and then doing like a tarot kind of reading with them. But I'm happy to be here opening yeah. my gushers and telling you about your day. Right. There's, there's magic. Also, I just everything. like it when people like listen to my opinion. So I feel like this is perfect for me. Is there ever a time where you've shared uh, thoughts or opinions that is really like controversial and had some like big conversations open up around it? Yes. So for me, there's a difference in my DMs of people who are just being hateful and then someone who wants to talk about things. So I posted things when the trucker convoy was happening. I've posted things about like trans rights issues. And I have had some people who are just nasty to be nasty. Those people I don't engage with because what's the point? They just want my time and energy. Um, but there are, there has been times when people have like come to my DM saying like, what are you talking about? Like, you don't know what you're talking about. And we can have a conversation and they can kind of tell me their thoughts and I'll tell me or I'll tell them my thoughts. But a lot of the time it is just blocking like assholes. And I have even, I would say, like lost um, money off of it. Like I've had kind of a brand deal that was in the work and like had everything offered and then I posted the trucker convoy post and they pulled out. And to me, that was okay because I would rather someone pull out than like me take the post down and still get paid for it. So there has been like some pushback on me sharing. I think a lot of the time people think like, oh, you're a funny account. You shouldn't, you shouldn't share these things, but I share what I want. And I'm not like a, a news outlet page and I'm not, you know, anything like that, but I will share what I want and I will share my opinion just because I don't want assholes hanging out with me online. So if I post something about trans rights and you spew nonsense to me, I'm, I'm glad you're gone because I don't really want you around. For sure. Sorry, that um, was a jumbled response. <laughs> that's okay. And I think that comes even when it you're working with brands and things like that. Like if your morals don't align, then you're like, it sucks. Um, but you're like, you know what, then you're right. It's probably not a good fit. So I think that's something that is really um a lot of people got get really focused on the numbers. Um, and so recognizing that you want the quality over quantity. Um, yeah. And I think it's like important to say, I don't like Instagram's not my job. It's just something that I'm doing for fun. So if I make a little bit of money off of it, that's fine. But for me, it's not like my source of income. So it's very easy for me to say, 
like, oh, I don't care, whatever, because it's not my job. Maybe if it was my full-time job, I'd be more stressed out about it, but it's not. So I don't really care if I lose money here or there. Mm -hmm. And is, so for example, when you got your first campaign or deal and things like that, when you were kind of going through the steps and executing it, was it what you envisioned it would be? I think it's a lot more minute details than I thought it would be. I think sometimes you see people post things there. Personally, I would, I would see people post things on Instagram and just assume like they snapped a shot and they got like a shitload of money for it and good for them. But there's a lot of like contract work and, um, very fine print that you really have to be careful of and it's a lot more back and forth between like we don't like this about what you wrote in the caption can you change that we don't really like this image can you change that I wasn't honestly prepared for how much work that would be I just thought like take a cute picture like get some money no and I'm not saying it's hard work but it's just different from what I thought it would be when I looked at it from the outside Uh uh-huh uh And I think that it's always good to like have that insight. It's like people that never work customer service, but they're always a customer and you're like, and then if you ever kind of go on the other side of that, you're like, oh, like I get a lot more now. Um, And you can always tell because- I think everyone, yeah, everyone should have to work retail. Like I think it should be a requirement that everyone work at like Walmart for at least a year of their life because I worked- (laughs) at Walmart all throughout my high school years and a little bit in my university and it just gives you a sense of how never to act Mm -hmm. like you you meet these customers and you just think okay I will never act like that to another human being you kind of need that or else you have no self-awareness when you're out in the world of what someone who's working is going through and what you can do to like affect their day so yeah I think everyone needs to work retail a little bit yeah was that your first job yeah like my first real job other than like being a I don't know paper boy paper girl paper deliverer newspaper deliverer yeah and then like babysitting a little bit but yeah yeah, Walmart was my first introduction into working and it was an eye-opener 100% I think my first like actual pay stubs job was a lingerie store (laughs) to be honest a what store a lingerie store I love it. Did you have like the creepiest of creepy people? Because I 100% 100 did. Um, And I was the bra fitting specialist there. So I mean, that gave me a lot of confidence because I was like, boobs really come in every shape and size. And so I'm like, regardless of how mine age, like I'm good because I know I'm not alone. So that side of it was really nice. But there were definitely some people that came in that you're like, this is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. (laughs) I feel so bad for like 15 year old Tatra. Uh, Yeah, no, she, she was going through it, but she made it. She made it. (laughs) Um, what would you say? Like your ideal, if you could do anything, money didn't matter. Would you lounge? Would you still be doing like the Instagram thing? Would you still be writing? I'd be a house cat. I I would be well-fed and I would lounge about all day. I know a lot of people have like aspirations and that drive. I don't have a drive. I don't have aspirations. I would like to not be perceived 
I would like to just sit around and snack and read. So that's not really a great answer because I have no desires in life. Apologies. You know what? If money wasn't an issue, I, I truly would lounge. I love it because I was reading something recently and I was like, this is it. And it was like, what if my dream job is being able to do like this meaningful work at a pace that allows me to still enjoy my family? Like maybe I don't want to go big. Maybe I don't want to be doing all that, but I want to care about what I do. And I want to have the ability to like focus and love on my family. And I was like, this is me. This is me. That's such a good point. Yeah. Of like, yeah, being able to balance time with your son. I don't know if you say his name on here, but yeah. I do sometimes. Being able to balance, like, why is that such a hope? Right. Like, that um, should just be a given. It's so sad that we have to, like, have this dream of, like, being able to spend time as we wish. Yeah, and I think it comes down to, like, whose definition are we using when it mm. comes to all of it? Um, You know, saying yeah. I can do it all whose definition of it all my definition of it all is taking care of myself taking care of my son traveling doing things with him and doing work that I care about but not overloading I love that I'm gonna write that down actually yeah I love that that is perfect right I'm gonna I'll send you uh I think it's like mother untitled or something like that I shared one of her posts in my recent post and I tagged her, but I will find it and I'll share it with you. Um, and I'll tag it in the link below too, because yeah, I love that. she shares a lot of things about like balancing motherhood and a lot, a lot, even for like stay at home parents, um, and caregivers and things like that. That's like the work you're doing is really valid. And like, you don't have to be giving into hustle culture and working a bajillion jobs and doing a job and being like, I must work my way to the top. Like if you're good where you are, right. you're like, you're good. I love that. Yeah, that's so nice. Um, and so when it comes to your kids and kind of this work and you do a really good job of like maintaining the privacy and things like that, if they ever were like, I want to be involved in this industry or I want to do what you're doing, how would you approach that conversation? I mean, if it's if they're of age to do it, I would tell them, do whatever you want to do. Like they're 10 and 13. They're already at the point where they would love to be on my Instagram. My answer is still no, just because I think I've learned some lessons along the way of people crossing boundaries with kids, trying to reach out to kids in public, which I think is wild and just giving comments on their bodies or how they look and what they're doing. So I just don't want that for myself. But Mm -hmm. if they're older and they want to like get into this as a career, who am I to say no? I would never tell my kids no to any sort of career. Like you don't want to go to university, don't. You want to work at Walmart? I personally have done it. I would not say yes to that. But (laughs) like, no, do whatever you want. I don't care. I actually don't care what they want to do. I care Mm -hmm. what they are. So I would love them to be content. I would love them to be kind people. And that's literally it. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care what your job is. The housing market is so fucked anyway. So you probably never afford a house. So just do whatever <laughs> the fuck you want. You live in my basement forever. <laughs> like, okay. What else? Yeah, you did bring a really good point though that I want to touch on. So you've been teaching for a long time. Yes. Um, and 
the one thing you said was like, I don't care if you go to university, I'm fully on board with this. Um, and I fully support it because first of all, what I went to school for is not at all related to anything that I, I, I think mm. I've worked one job related, but I don't think like, it's not my current career, anything like that, very irrelevant. Um, and I see a lot of people that are achieving success, either having no post-secondary or post-secondary that's unrelated or post-secondary that's unfinished and all the things. So Mm -hmm. I would love to hear your thoughts on, as a teacher, as an educator, um, and I know that you're someone that values that education side of it. um, So I would love for you to speak on that a little bit more. I think too, kids are graduating now at what? Some of them are 17. Mm-hmm. 17, 18, because there's no like grade 13 anymore. So a lot of kids are graduating high school when they're 17 years old and then expected to not only know what they want to do for the rest of their lives, but then also go and pay an institution to get a degree to help them do that. And I think it's okay. And I know as parents, you worry and you want your kid to do their best, but I think sometimes just pushing them towards secondary like post-secondary education without allowing them to breathe. I mean, maybe rethink that. I think it's okay to pause and just tell your kid, first of all, you don't have to know what you want to do with your life. I think usually people, by the time they retire, my friend said they have around seven careers. That's not even job changes. That's a career change. So stressing a teenager out about what they're going to do for the rest of their life is just silly to me. I think take some time, work, travel, do something. And if you have a really orient, like goal-oriented 17-year-old who's like, no, I know what I want to be. This is what I want to be. Then by all means, do it. But don't think that someone going to university is going to be successful. And don't think someone that just has graduated high school isn't. There's no right or wrong way to start a career. There's so many things that are changing in this world that there's no guarantee for anything. And I just think kids and young adults have so much pressure to figure it out. It's a lot. I just would hope that we could just tell them, you know, find happiness, if not happiness, find contentness in what you're doing and just see what's out there. There's so much out there. Mm-hmm. That's the perfect answer to me because I fully and wholly agree and that's exactly how I'll be raising Cassius um I think if you're a type a parent it's very hard to like scale that back but I have never been a type a parent so I really truly don't care as long as you're making some money for yourself and like being a good person like do whatever you're doing I mean don't become a hired assassin nothing illegal (laughs) but like as long as you're doing something that's like a job that makes legal money and you're content, <laughs> then I'm okay with that. I, I, like that, that we, I like that we had to throw in the disclaimer. Please make sure it's legal. If not, you did not hear it from us. Yeah, please don't become an assassin on my advice. Thank you. <laughs> if you do, at least write a book about it because we'll support that. For sure. Yeah. Um. So I think that's wonderful. And I, I want to know what part of your journey and your experiences do you think would be important for other people to hear? I don't know if there's any one thing or like takeaways I can give people on what 
my experience was like that makes it important. I would say the only thing that sticks out for me is the one thing I've done pretty much from like when I was 20 years old onwards is just surround yourself with people who are delighted by you surround yourself by people who will call you on your shit but also actually like you I think a lot of the time we're so caught up with having a partner having a spouse having friends just having them that you're not maybe examining is this person someone who likes me do they support me are they rooting for me so that is something that I would say is a takeaway of something that I have done successfully is surrounding myself with people who want the best for me and are rooting for me and that's so hard to do like cutting out toxic people is hard to do but I think once you do embrace it it's so fucking freeing to literally have no stress coming in from the people around you it's Mm. a delight and I would hope that for everyone and I know it's hard to do if it's family or if it's someone very close to you but I just hate it when people say blood is thicker than water because you can make your own family and if your family is making you feel like shit you don't have to be around them so that's kind of the thing that I would say I hope people get from how I'm living is the people around me that's so good and I think something that I would need to hear alongside that is you deserve it yes Um, because I for the first time and might not last so I'm not saying names or anything but I'm seeing somebody who you know about yeah and in my head I'm like I was talking to my therapist and I'm like but the problem is like there's no red flags she's like Patra not everyone has one and I'm like yeah but like are we sure and she's (laughs) like you deserve somebody that you like don't have to worry about and don't have to see those like red flags and ignore and things like that and you deserve like a kind and healthy love and like things like that and I'm like what (laughs) I love that though sometimes love can be easy like sometimes when I met Scott it was never like they say like relationships are hard it's hard work I never found that I found it to be wildly easy so sometimes like love and your right person could just be easy and that's like a lovely feeling. So I love that she said that to you because yeah, everyone yeah. deserves that. Right? I love that so much. Uh, I'm like, not me tearing up on a Friday morning. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I love you. I love you. Um, thank you so much for sharing that. And is there anything currently that you're working on or trying to raise awareness for? There's nothing that I'm working. Can I share my favorite charity of all time? Oh, yes. We love a charity. Okay. I'm not really working on anything, so that's fine. Um, There's this charity called Rainbow Railroad. Okay. Look them up if you can. They are amazing. So they help people who are in the LGBTQIA plus community get out of countries where they're not safe. So they're um, like... If someone is in a country where maybe if they're gay, that's illegal and they're facing jail or even like death threats, they will get them out of that country and bring them to Canada. I love them so much. Beautiful. I will share 
yeah, sorry. <laughs> that no, that's okay. I honestly love it. Um, I'll share the links for Rainbow Railroad below. So if you can support, if you can share, do anything like that, um, then Becky and I would both really appreciate it. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. Um, well, I will link your Instagram below. Is that the best place for people to find and support you? Um, yeah, but feel free to not find me also. Remember, <laughs> I don't like extra work. So if you don't want to find me, that is also very fine with me. If you'd like to, great. If not, fine. You're welcome either way. You pick what you pick what. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so, so much uh, for joining me today. I knew this combo would be amazing and you did not let me down. So I appreciate you so much. You're amazing. I think I said that already, but I think it emphasizes my point. Yeah. Thank you for having me. You are amazing. And Jordan. And I love you so much. This podcast is amazing.